0: listening to Sibling Talk, commentary from a progressive point of view. Now here are your hosts, John Paulette and Mary Jo Tumare. Hello, I'm John Paulette. And I'm Mary Jo Tumare. Yeah, Mary, I, you know, a lot of our listeners know about us and about our family. Uh, There are nine siblings, nine children, I have four brothers, I have four sisters. Your counsel, a little different. But I'd like to pose the possibility that we are kind of lead indicators of what's going on in this country. I call it the Paulette indicator, is kind of a term <laughs> a term I made up for this. And I, I'm gonna give you a couple of quick ones on that. Uh, I was of course in Cleveland this weekend, it was so great. Uh, not all of our siblings, some live in like Pennsylvania, Tennessee, Michigan, uh, but everybody in Cleveland, which is a substantial number, uh, were able to get together at your house. We've all been vaccinated. Uh, somehow amazingly, we're getting of an age that we're able to leave our kids at home. So it was like the grown-ups, which was, was cool. And we sat out back on the patio at your place and we just had the best time. We laughed and roared and everything. And what I was thinking about that is we were kind of a sign of things to come that we're ready to move forward. We didn't wear masks. Uh, We thought it was appropriate. We're outside, all of that. And then I turn on television this morning and Dr. Fauci seems to be indicating that that's where we're gonna go in about another week. You're vaccinated, you're outdoors, no mask. Did did you understand it all the same way?
1: Well, I didn't hear that. So you, you were the one who made that announcement to me. But I, I did feel that way this weekend, actually, that it was like um, a window into things to come. So we went. Um, I had to go to a funeral Saturday morning, which you obviously. And so people had masks on in the church. And then there was a little luncheon afterwards. But, you know, the one thing is when you're eating and drinking, the mask doesn't work. So one of the things I've noticed, and then we went out to eat a couple of times, and we're eating indoors, which is just brand new. Uh, But we just have a confidence to do that. And I even went yesterday to see the animated shorts in a movie theater and um so there's just this growing confidence about i'm outside i don't need to wear a mask you see people walking on the street they're not wearing masks you go into a restaurant you have the mask on for like you know the two minutes it takes you to get seated and then people are not wearing masks because you're eating and drinking and it's the way wait- the waiters are so I do think we're very close to the after times. You know how we were calling before COVID the before times, and now we're moving pretty quickly with the weather getting good here in the, you know, the north, the northern parts of the country. I think you're right. You'll see a summer where people hardly wear masks at all. And when and obviously when you were in the house or anyone was in my house, we did not have masks on.
0: No, except for the emotional masks we've always worn as a family. Yeah, <laughs> I mean, well, that what is, is that. Yeah, that, oh that goes God. on. I, you know the thing I wonder, we still have this, I think, relatively large group uh, that does not want to be vaccinated. I wonder if seeing normalcy around them, uh, if seeing things open, things going back, uh, if that is going to motivate that group to say, okay, uh, that's the life we ought to get back to. And if being injected by a chip that Bill Gates created is the price for that, then let's do it. I I don't know what's going to motivate them. And I'll tell you my concern with my own theory is I saw numbers last night, something extraordinary, like 90% of Democrats are getting vaccinated. Only like 8% say, no, they won't. They're little. But man, that number is totally different for Republicans. So is that so tribal that even the evidence of the country reopening uh, around them, even the evidence of no deaths or, or bad things happening from it will not motivate this tribal group?
1: I'm not sure, John, because I think, one, what you're saying, the it's a kind of peer pressure as things start opening, um, baseball games, whatever it is, concerts. Um, I don't know whether people to be vaccinated, but there's certainly going to be um, an anti, anti-vaxxer anti thing going on. Like, well, why are you going? You're not vaccinated. But the other thing is happening is that people who felt they were immune to it are getting sick so there was an interesting article i think it was in the times about michigan and why has michigan been so hard hit well initially detroit was very hard hit if you remember and then governor Whitmer got out there and they had all kinds of restrictions push back to her go to the supreme court she can't manage uh, mandate mass she can't close businesses down that's been what's been going on with her for the last year so the place where Michigan is really hurting right now is Northern Michigan. And they were interviewing a guy who said, I just didn't believe it. I didn't believe it was serious. He gets the what he thinks is the flu. It turns out to be COVID. So they're in among the group of folks, and this Isn't is not the first, first one of these stories I've heard. I've actually heard two personal stories here in Cleveland, of people who were um, anti-vax Republicans who now are like, wow, I was stupid. I was wrong because I'm really sick now. So in other words, we're gonna we'll all be vaccinated. You know, what do they say? Like seventy-five percent of people over sixty-five years old are vaccinated now. So you've got most of the old people vaccinated, you're gonna have all the democratic (laughs) all the democrats vaccinated, and most educated people are gonna be vaccinated. So it's the second wave is gonna be a different demographic. And will it then start to get and I don't think it's Dr. Fauci, I don't think it's, you know, Brad Paisley, I don't think any celebrity can do what individual stories, what antidotes can do to say, listen, I got really sick, you need to get that vaccine. Maybe we don't like it, but we got to do it. And that may get the next group. The other thing I, I think, and you and I did talk about this a little bit at the weekend, there are also just people who are lazy you know, like they don't want to take a couple hours to go to get the shot, to wait 15 minutes, to get sick. Like, I don't want to get sick. <laughs> We're not realizing they get much sicker with COVID. So those are the harder people to convince. And, you know, in New Orleans, they are giving the shot in the French Quarter a shot for a shot. So you get your vaccine and then they'll give you a shot of whiskey.
0: That's great. That So it avoids... Uh, getting uh, covet, uh, but encourages developing alcoholism, correct? But that's kind of a nice balance.
1: Pick your poison, as they say, yeah,
0: yeah, I think Mm -hmm. that's right. And listen, uh, we began talking about the Paulette indicator, how our family shows the front line of what's going on. Uh, I had another big occasion over the weekend. Uh, I sold my house now, I've sold a number of houses over, uh, over my lifetime. I was in a business that kind of moved me around a little bit. And, you know, for me, selling houses frequently was a matter of months. You know, it'd go on the market, you'd have an open house, uh, things would go on and you'd be all excited. You got an offer. This past week, it went on the market on Thursday morning. By late Thursday afternoon, we already had the first Listing listing price. Uh, By the time we get to Friday at 5 o'clock. So remember, less than 48 hours. We had nine offers all above listing price. And I accepted a contract on Friday night. Again, less than 48 hours. Everybody had told me it was a seller's market. I never could have believed this. I mean, that was blistering fast. And I'm applying the PI, the Paulette indicator, uh, to... (laughs) To just call our mind to the fact that, among the many other effects of the COVID, that seems to be one, that we have this blistering hot market. And, and it's, you know, right. used to say, wow, it sucks to be you, but it's great to be me. Well, it's <laughs> kind, kind of like that. It sucks to be a buyer, but it's great to be a seller right now.
1: <laughs> but, you know, it's interesting on that housing market because... There are a lot of reasons for that. One of which is, you know, I think your real estate agent told you, and our son Noah's looking for a house. So his agent's telling him, there's just no inventory. So people are not moving or not selling, whether that's an effect of COVID or not, who knows? Because buyers, well, are the buyers not coming out of house? The buyers may be, the sellers may be staying put in a large, large measure. But the buyers are coming out of apartments. Interest rates are low. People have money. And for the last year, they haven't spent any money. So it's been easier to save. So I think there are more buyers um, and fewer people selling. The other thing is, a real estate agent um, I know in Cleveland told a friend of mine that the Midwest um, and, and... Northern, the, the Great Lakes, let's say, northern areas are also having um, people move here because they realize they don't have to. You can live in Mansfield, Ohio, and get a really great house. And I also heard there's starting to be a climate refugee effect, meaning people moving from the south where you have extreme climate events. And one thing about the Great Lakes you don't have extreme climate events here. We have snow. That's mm-hmm. really the worst thing that happens. You might have a thunderstorm, some lightning, a couple trees go down, but you don't have the climate, the kind of climate events you're having on the coast. Um, you don't have fires, don't have hurricanes, don't have tornadoes. And that kind of movement of humans also affects a housing market.
0: Well, it does. And I, I was just reading uh, that there is expectation that the fires in the West could be worse this this summer. The conditions are all there for that. It's hard to imagine that it could be worse than last summer, which was was so terrible. I want to point out, by the way, the other night when we were on uh, your patio in back, uh, your great husband, Mo, built an amazing fire in like a fire pit, and I choose to see that as an indicator pointing to the possibility of fires this summer. You think
1: what? You mean that there will be fires? Yeah, that there will be have, because people are having fire pits?
0: No, 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 just the fires are coming, but the earliest sign of it was a fire pit in your backyard. <laughs> the PI, the <laughs> PI and and, and and work there. So you want to keep keep track of that. But I, you know, I was talking, uh, <laughs> Pam has a son who's in real estate, a T- chance to talk to him, and he works uh, in Chicago. His feeling, and, you know, everybody has theories and feelings about it. Uh, he said, certainly a lot of people want more space. They are working at home now. Uh, they're going to work at home for maybe forever at this point. They want that. There seems to be some exodus from the inner core cities. Uh, And the comment was made to me uh, uh, by a real estate agent that where the market is super hottest is kind of those near suburbs, which Cleveland Heights, University Heights, but here it's Oak Park, Evanston, those kind of things. And they felt these were city dwellers. They want to get out of the city for a lot of reasons, expense, uh, space, and so forth, but they don't want to go out to the very far suburbs. I, you know, I'm sure there are much, much smarter minds than mine uh, analyzing that how that whole kind of sitting here, you know, leading our lives. And there is kind of Adam Smithy about it, an invisible hand going on in this real estate market that has real effects on people. So
1: all I can say is from your mouth or whatever <laughs> to God's yeah. ears or, you know, we live, I live where we do in the Midwest on the Great Lakes, freshwater source, mild weather. I have a house in the inner ring suburbs, and I've always thought this is gonna be the most desirable place to live I, going
0: I forward. Because mm-hmm. we
1: have a pizza place we can walk to.
0: Yeah, Wouldn't and we? you you have some amazing cool restaurants, among others, Bialy's bagels, one of my <laughs> one of my <laughs> favorite. So the Paulette indicator, the PI kicks in and she- where we're going.
1: It shows us the way.
0: Yeah. All right, um, we got a big week right. coming. Talk all to all you right. later. talk to you soon. Bye. Sibling Talk is a JMP production. Theme song by David Paulette.